0: Hello, my Poundcast pimples and my Poundcast Poundcast friends. friends. I just got back from Burning Man, and if you are interested in Burning Man, this is the Poundcast for you. If you're not interested in Burning Man, maybe this is not the Poundcast for you. But since I went to Burning Man and I was in the car a lot with my friend James Emrich, I decided to record a Poundcast While we are on our way into the Burning Man Festival. And on our way out of the Burning Man Festival. So there's two parts to this episode. And it's just pretty much us talking about Burning Man. The first part is me asking James about it because I have yet to experience it. The second part is us just talking about how awesome it was and what we liked about it. A few things we didn't like about it. But that's pretty much what this episode is. Uh, we'll be back to normal episodes soon, but I figured maybe you might be interested in this. I don't know. Who cares? It's free. Don't listen if you don't want. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Just kidding. Please subscribe and like Please it. Please subscribe and like Please me. rate me on iTunes. Please leave a great review. I'll tell you all your friends about it. Do you want to support me? Do you want to support the Poundcast? Well, there's one way to do it. You could subscribe to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Doug Um One thing I should note is that the sound is kind of crappy, especially on the second part when we're in the van and we're trucking along because my van is loud. It can get kind of noisy in there. But again, you don't have to listen to it. But I think, you know, you might get to know us a little bit. You might, you might get to know my friend James a little bit. And his enthusiasm is absolutely contagious. Also, this was James's first podcast that he's ever been on. And during the first half, it was on his birthday. So the least you could do is listen to his birthday. All right, well, let's take a listen. If you have any comments or anything, you could always go to the Facebook page and leave me a message on there or leave me a message on any of the social medias that I'm on. Okay? Breach. Welcome to the Poundcast. 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 Welcome
1: to the Poundcast. the Poundcast.
0: Hey, this is Doug. Welcome to the Poundcast. I'm here with my friend James Emrich. And we are we are in my van waiting to get into Burning Man. We've been waiting for about an hour.
1: Would you say, James? Mm, maybe a little, a little more than an hour, I'd say. Maybe about two, judging by how many pistachio shells I have in my lap. About an hour and a half. Okay, and we are sitting
0: in my van, which is a high 1991 Toyota Hiace, super custom short wheelbase 4x4 diesel van, which I never had a name for because I can never I never knew what to call the van. I know people that have vans like to name their van, and I always thought a name would come to me, and it never did. I mean, I had I had ideas, but nothing. Nothing great that I that I liked, and then James a little while ago said, "You should uh, do. You have a name for your van?" I said, "Not really." And then he said,
1: "I should call it Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, PD, uh, <laughs> for short." Yeah. So uh,
0: it's a high ace, so he called it Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, AKA. Pet Detective, a.k.a. P- PD, a.k.a. PD. So that's her name, and I think that's the perfect name. So thanks for naming my van, James.
1: It was my pleasure.
0: And how many Burning Mans have you been to?
1: This will be my 10th Burning Man. Started in 2004.
0: Maybe you should roll up that window just for um, noise sake. Yeah. So James, this is your 10th uh, Burning Man, correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. I, I believe it's 10. I think I started in 2004. was my first burn. My first burn. <laughs> I uh, I met some friends out in uh, Reggae on the River. I used to go there The friends from uh, high school, college. What's Reggae on the River? It's on the Yule River. It's up by... Uh, what is that? Humboldt, Chico area. And um, it's like a reggae festival on a river, which is pretty much... I mean, this is probably 99, 2000, 2001. And we didn't really have, you know, the Coachellas or the music festival things right there. So just getting, being in a place with a bunch of your friends and a bunch of like-minded young people drinking a river music. It's like the most, just really fell in love with.
0: So it was fun. It was a fun thing with the festival vibe and yeah. uh, good times and cool people. Yeah. Um... So, obviously you like Burning Man, because this is your 10th one, mm-hmm. and, so what do you, this, I have not been there yet, I mean, we're almost in, but we're gonna be waiting here for hours to get in, probably, but like, why do you like
1: Burning Man, or what, what's up with Burning Man? Yeah, a kind of, for me now, it's like a, a recharge of, a creativity. There's, there's so many things I like about it. I mean, I feel the the media's portrayal of it is kind of like chopped it off at the knees and diminished it to like a commodity of like Bernie, man, it's a furry hat and a 40 a year old dude in an RV on Molly groping or whatever, like some crappy thing like that. But the, it misses the whole point of how, um, it, how beautiful it is out here and how people, all these people come together and, it's really you develop this community because you know you're gonna get flat tires, you're gonna hurt yourself, you're gonna need a band aid or a lighter, or an extra piece of rebar, or you know your brake's gonna break, or your your heart's gonna break, or something's gonna break, and there's gonna you're gonna realize that you can't, you know, there's people here that are stuff's breaking with them too, and maybe you can help them, and maybe they can help you, and so that's just kind of the that sets up the basis for what this place is, and you start realizing that. We're all just helping each other, and like we're—it's not this competitive, and everyone brings so much because they're so scared they're going to be living out in the desert mm-hmm. for seven days. so They bring all this food and all this water, and they just—I like, mean, I guess it's kind of a false sense of reality that everyone's already went to Costco and spent a thousand dollars. But in this week, in this time here, it is just such a magical place, and I know it's never, never land. And if it, the festival lasted a month, everyone would kill and eat each other. But. For the week or two weeks or however, if you get here early to burn, it's just a a, a wonderful place. And you all work so hard to get here. And um, it, it's like, if you just like, someone gives you a car, you're not really going to enjoy it. But if you work every day mowing lawns and you get that car, it's like we're waiting in line right now. We just went, we woke up at five in the morning to get out here. We've been driving all day. I've been like chewing on garlic because I've been had the sniffles. It, it's been... You know, we thought we were lost. We had to flag down that guy oh, yeah, in, yeah, on the yeah, site yeah. in that campsite, you know.
0: so Yeah, what, what you said earlier was, uh, well, for, for the listeners, I'm trying, James told me a lot about Burning Man. So I'm trying to get him to rehash what he said, and it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. But like what you said earlier is like, the thing you like about Burning Man is like, it's not easy. Mm. It's a very hostile environment there's there's dust storms, and like it's like insanely hot and it's like cold at night, and it kind of like is not comfortable and it sucks, but that's what makes it like the struggle of it, mm, makes it is what good. makes everything more enjoyable or something or makes it seem like you
1: yeah when things are too easy it's it's kind of like a sultan like Prince Ali and Aladdin or maybe that's a bad, but just someone with just everything at their fingertips they're usually very complacent they're not excited about life but when you really need to work for something like I was saying the car like you mow lawns for you really appreciate it and just yeah the struggle makes it if it was easy everyone would do it and um I think the people that do you know not everyone can come here and work and build something and they there's these plug and play camps that people kind of frown upon people like send in a crew earlier to build their whole camp and they just come in and just kind of like oh yeah but um but that's not the, that's not the, not the way really you. That, that's I'm, not the way you want to do it. No, and, and I'm not because like not everyone has the time. Like some of these people, you know, can barely get a week off of work and have money. But and people are kind of upset that like some of these higher executives or um, people of power, like a Paris Hilton or Donald Trump or whoever's coming out to Burning Man. But I think it's good. It, more people like that, maybe not a majority, but having them see what it's like here will maybe give them a better outlook on things like communities like this, like um, recreational use of psychedelics for like spiritual. I mean, people think this is a big party, but if you go out to the temple on Sunday night when everyone's holding hands and crying and like shedding, showing their true self, it's like it's not just this like stupid rave in the desert. It's, Wait, it's back up. Really... What is the temple for those who don't? The temple, been. well, the man burns every on Saturday night. So you, the festival starts. Well, it's starting Sunday this year. Saturday night midnight, but the festival goes throughout the night, and the man's there in the middle, kind of like the symbol, the symbol of the whole thing, the burning man. And then Saturday night, he puts his arms up in the air, and they light him on fire. They just do a whole ceremony. All these fire dancers are dancing around. It's kind of just total chaos. It's like a almost like a pagan All Hallows' Eve or something. Everyone's just like, because you kind of use the man as like a reference of where am I in the city? And when he burns down, you're just like, everyone runs into the fire and runs around in a circle. Actually, someone ran in, I think it was last year, the year before, and it was really bad. It wasn't there, but... So that's a crazier. that's letting out. It's like the yin and the yang. And then the next night, the Sunday night is the final night, is the temple burn. And that is, the temple is a place where every year it's built like, Beyond imagination, like the intricity, in, in, intricacies of um, the details. It's like a, it's it's like a, a church. Uh, it's built, you know, out of wood, and it, it's just a magical place that people go to. And if they've had like a death or a divorce, uh, a woman will be there maybe with her wedding dress and leave that to burn, or maybe someone you know, lost a sibling or just a friend, they'll write their name in a little note or just anything, a breakup. You'll leave, like, you know, a note from your ex-girlfriend. It's this place that it's going to burn at the end. It's like a, a way to move forward. And it's people will be there, you know, holding hands and crying and singing or singing hymns and praying. It's just, it's very different than going to, say, like, Robot Heart and dancing out, which is also fun. It's wonderful to dance and, and feel that, that pop. What's that, Robot Heart? It's, it's, it's Is it at Burning it, Man? Yeah. It's just uh, it's a, a party. You know, it's a, a big, uh like an art car. It's a big heart on it. It's like known. It's become popular. I don't know. It's like a place. It's like, dis- I mean, some of the places that keep coming back because it's all just camps. It's just groups of people that get together and they're like, hey, I like you. You look, like, let's have a camp together. And then they get big and some of them get massive and, they just keep coming back every year and it gets to be a place, you know, like, oh, we're going to district cause it's a big, cool dance place. But I haven't been in four years, so I don't know. And my memory is not my strong suit. So.
0: so, um, you said it's not necessarily like, like it has a stigma to it of being like this hippie kind of festival. Yeah. It, but it's I, what, what, it's, what would
1: you say about that? It's, it's got the Mad Max hippie in a way, you know, cause it's. It's such a harsh environment that it's like, it's like if you just let, if it, if, if it took place in a nice lake with grass and beautiful trees and you could just pass out under a tree and get high, it's not like that. If you pass out here, you're going to die. So it, it's like a harsh reality. And so the people that are out here building this city six months out of the year, they're not like love, I mean, they are like kind of jokey aroundy, like Clown kind of, but they're not like lovey hippies, they're like carry a bowie knife and will like skin you alive kind of vibe. And so, that with that element, like this DPW is driving around in their crazy Mad Maxi cars kind of feeds in. And everyone here, you need to be able to pound rebar and like fix a tire to survive out here because stuff's gonna break. And it's not like you can just, I mean, you have friends, and there are places the people will help you, but. It's not a place where you can just close your eyes and look up and float around. It's really you need to have your head on your shoulders, and that's one of the things I love about it is the problem solving aspect. Because a sandstorm will kick up, or you know, every, something's gonna break or rust, and you ha- and you don't have you can't just run to Home Depot. You got to be like, oh, we'll take the basket off this bike and bend the wire, and you know, we'll just weld this little nut on there. We can tighten it down, and it's like. It's almost like a way of fixing things. It's not, like, perfect, but it's, like, it'll hold. And what, I, what and kind I of uh,
0: What kind of, like, things have gone wrong for you over the years that you, like, MacGyvered together or whatever? Um, or just things that went wrong that you had to, like, figure out how to solve? So many
1: times. I like, car catch fire. Um, yeah, I was telling you, I was with Ben, and we had an RV, and we were maybe 20 miles out of Burning Man. And we blew uh, one of the belts. I think was for the alternator or something. And we sent someone back into Reno. We're like, go back. Here's the belt. Go back and get it. I forget. She came back with it, and it was, like, the wrong size. It was too big or too small. I mean, this was probably eight years ago, so I don't remember the full. But I remember my Ben and I, underneath the RV, just with grease all our hands, everyone's, like, hula-hooping and, like, drinking. Like, guys, is it fixed yet? We're like, oh, my God. Like, we got to fix this thing. It's, like, night out. We don't want to spend the night out here. We want to get into the festival. So it's, like... Normally, you loosen a, a nut and you have to like pull the pulley out to tighten the belt, but instead, we put the belt on the inside to pull it in. We had all the belts out, we're like, this one's kind of could fit here, so we're mixing them around, and like it was so crazy. But somehow, we got it to work, and we got there, and it was so wild. And uh, and my I remember there's a picture of my hands are just covered black so it was like a 70s RV, and I'm just like, ah.
0: So, for someone who hasn't been here, why would they want to come here if they're not into? <clears throat> Burning temples or burning men or like yeah. hippie kind of stuff or hula hoops or fire dancing.
1: I mean, it doesn't. Is that
0: really, what they. Is that what I, it's like here?
1: Yeah, I'm not really into hula hooping. I mean, hula hooping, I, I've seen some really cool. Hula. What about like drugs and psychedelics Dude, and not, stuff? It's more about just the vibe. And you can go out any weekend in any city, you know, go to Chicago, San Francisco, LA, New York, wherever, or a small town, and you're going to go to a bar or an event or a play or wherever you go out day or night. And there's people that are just got a parking ticket, have to wake up in the morning or they're super, you know, you're going to get a full spectrum of people and it's going to be kind of, you know, you're getting some people are really happy. And some people who are just pissed and the people who are pissed are people at Burning Man, everyone works so hard to be here. They're, they're on vacation. First of all, they've spent money, they've bled, they've sweat, they've waited in line, and they're here and they're so excited to be here. So you're around 70,000 people that have just worked so hard, taken time off work, busted their knuckles, tightening a nut on their bike, and they made it here, and they're sitting at the bar with them, and they're not thinking... Oh, my damn girlfriend just, you know, took the last piece of pie. They're like, I just made it to (laughs) Burning man. How the hell are you doing? And they'll pat you on the back and you feel that energy everywhere you go. So anytime you, you know, you may be in a a hula hoop, fire, tantric, uh, aquatic, flipper, sex party. But then it's like, yeah, that'd be weird. But everyone there is super happy and nice. You're like... And they may have tied me to a, a pole and whipped me, but everyone was actually really pleasant. You know, it's like there is a Has lot of funky. I, I've said to, I've been in some weird situations. I've like wandered into some tents and seen, you know, one time. I It I, was like the weirdest tent you've been in. I would say my friends in Santa Barbara had a bar. My memory's not my strong suit. It was like an Irish bar. I thought I saw. Their uh their tent it was kind of looked like a, a an Arabic... like but their uh, tent Burgundy was bee. at Burning this is
0: not in Santa Monica no, no, or Santa yeah. Barbara
1: they, but they set up their bar here I think it's called Papia I don't know I'm so bad at remembering stuff but um I thought I saw their tent because I went there a few days before I'm like oh there it is and so I kind of walked in like I knew like but you're walking into your friend's house kind of like Kramer like hey guy and I go in and it's so dark and I just like peek in like oh what a... and I, as soon as my eyes adjust there's probably like 50 to 70 naked dudes just, like, blowing each other, butt sacks, everything. And I'm just like, hey, I to, hey, well, okay. and people like kind, of, not even People don't even really look at me. But I was just like, this is really something. And just kind of back out. And then as soon as I backed out, I, like, went on the streets of the playa where it's a busy, bustling pace. There'll be a guy juggling some girl dressed as a butterfly. And I just see all that, and I'm like, they have no idea what's happening just in this tent. And I just walked off, and they just... It was just like wow, the, the magics of the playa. But that's another beautiful thing. It's like you could just do that, and you could do kind of anything here. No one's gonna judge you, like they would in the normal world. But I don't know. I've, yeah, it's it's really fun here, and it's just cool stuff everywhere. There's a potato gun shooting range. You know what a potato gun is? You load it, and then you spray like aquanet you, in the back. They have like, a shooting range with potato guns. Like you can't you shoot that. the whole potato, or
0: like yeah, you know, you pack tiny... it in. You get like PVC pipe. Oh, like a, you shoot the whole potato. Yeah. Because they have these potato guns. No. It's like a little toy where you like push it into the potato and you shoot these like a like little. These are like
1: six feet, like four to six feet tall, long PVC pipe. It's like, you know, a two inch <laughs> or two inch pipe, inch and a half pipe. And then uh-huh. it goes to a big chamber and you shove a potato in with a, like a broomstick and then you unscrew the back. It's maybe like a six inch chamber right. in the back. Unscrew the back. You spray like hairspray or like uh carb cleaner or something like that or engine igniter stuff and then you screw the back on and then you have a little switch and it sparks and it shoots a potato like, like a cannon. You could can, like put a hole in a car maybe not a hole in a car, door but it's you would not want to get hit with one of these fucking things. It could probably kill you. I and mean, you are just shooting it at a wall. There's no like security and there's everyone's just laughing. It's like crazy. And then uh my friend was telling me last year he came out here he was walking I mean this is to say how it's not some hippie festival. He was walking he saw this room and in the back there was like a chest. It was like free stuff. And he's like, oh, cool. You know, everyone's giving away. It's a gifting community. There's no money here. So he walks into the room and as soon as he gets to the chest, he steps down and he hears like a click and a plate goes down and a door slams beside him and he like, a curtain drops and he's trapped inside of this like <laughs> box. And everyone's there, like, haha ha, we trapped you. And there's a timer on the wall for like an hour. And he's like, what? I'm trapped in a box? And everyone's just laughing at him. And his friends are like, yeah, we'll be back in an hour to get you. And it's kind of like, that's the norm. And they're just fucking with him, like, oh, you thirsty? Here, you want some water? They're like, get me out of this box. But it's like, it's that Joker kind of like, it's not malicious, it's fucked up, but it's like, it's crazy out here. Like, oh, there's this, one other time I was just walking through the campsites, and they had this preacher out. And he's like, come play the game. And there was this coffin. You got a coffin and there's people sitting around a car cable with like a, it was like a cap gun with a balloon on it with like red paint. Uh-huh. And you know the scene in Deer Hunter where they're like, have the gun to their head? Yeah, the like, Russian roulette. Yeah, Russian roulette. They do the thing where you're like, like passing it around at the car table and then you pull it and if the balloon went off, I don't know, it was some weird gun that had like a pin or something. If it popped, they all picked you up, they put you in the coffin, they slammed it shut and it had like a hole, like a cross in the top, and they poured whiskey in the hole, and it went in your like your face and your eyes, your mouth, and then they open it, and they're like, He's alive. But it's there was a lot of showmanship. And then they resurrect you and like we're giving speeches, and it was just like and this was just like four dudes hanging out at their camp. Like it wasn't some like miraculous, you know, presentation. It was just like, We got this coffin, I got a priest suit, here's a table, and they're just playing this stupid game. And that's how the vermin. You just play these cra- – and everyone's down, like, in normal world. I'm like, guys, I got this game. We're going to tie our shoes together. They're going to go on the roof and have these paper airplanes. They're so like, James, I got to go to work. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, maybe we'll get a drink later. But Bernie Burning Man, people are like, wait, then? Wait, what do we do with the paper airplane? I'm like, I love you guys. So it's like this imagination. Everyone's team. down to do whatever. Yeah, like, I remember one year my sister – we were, we were at camp next to this camp called the Glamcocks. And there was like this, they had this huge, it was much, It was probably like 50 gay dudes that were like super ripped. And they like dance around and like, like party all the time. And we were right across street with them. And my sister's like, all right, you guys think you're all cool with all your dance moves and sexy bodies. And she challenged them to a dance-off versus our camp. And our camp was just so much like, it was maybe like 15 of us. And we were just like, what, a dance-off? We're not like the dancers. And then on the last day, we actually had the dance off. We tried to like choreograph that thing. And our dance off was like maybe like 10 minutes of us planning, like, okay, then I'll do like the crab walk and you jump over me and then I'll twirl. And then like we did ours and it was like, yeah, it's kind of good. And theirs was like, it's like they've been planning all week. They like all had like their hidden talents. So I was like, what the fuck? They like blew us out of the water. But it was so funny that my sister went over there and was like, I challenge you to a dance. And like, that's the kind of stuff that's happening. People would be like, we'll just hand you a note and be like, you need to find this treasure. You're like, what is this? And you're like, okay. And you like go to this, it's like as a spider on it, you go to some bar with a spider and hand him a ring. Then he'll like hand you a goblet. He's like, this is for you. And people just like give away shit. It's just really cool, man. Like, you can't buy anything here, right? No, there's no money. I mean, you you could buy ice and coffee. And like, yeah, I don't know. People will sell you stuff, but you're not supposed to. And really, but yeah, mostly stuff just like trade. Or they don't even like say trading. It's more like gifting. Because then they think like, oh, I gave you three ice cubes. Right, it's not bartering. It's just Yeah, giving. it's just giving. And it's just, yeah, it's really
0: cool. Like, if you got it, give it. I was really worried about what I was going to bring to gift.
1: And I know you. What did you bring? I like made all these harmonica necklaces. I play harmonica, so I got all these little necklaces. And then I went. We live in lovely Los Angeles, and went to the bead, the bead district, which you haven't been. Y'all should check it out. Just like beads galore and chains and whatever. It was super. It was very inexpensive, so I made up some uh, pretty cool necklaces to give.
0: I saw. I saw one. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so I bought I bought some some like thumb drives,
1: and I was gonna put some music on there. I gotta I gotta f- do that. You should hide them place or like you've seen that thing where like in the walls where they put like a thumb drive, you like plug a. Oh, thing maybe I it. will.
0: That's kind of cool. Then
1: people could like come in and like have to. You could like glue. Well,
0: I, it. I figured like if somebody gives me like a free whatever sandwich
1: or something, I'll be like, well, here's here's just a thumb drive. Can you make it so the thumb drive? It'd be cool if you put it on something, like well, no. it, and put a little sign, like hook a computer up to me, and then people would like hook their computer up or whatever to it, and then it would start something like a like a, a virus. A, I don't that, have time not, for not that. Not a virus. But I just put some music on there. Like a fun it. virus. <laughs> you ready for some fun? <laughs> no, please. Maybe <laughs> next year. No, of course. no. But I bought the like, necklace thing based football. on
0: your based on your thing. It's good. But anyway, how big?
1: How big is Burning Man? <laughs> Very big. It's bigger than you think. It's ma- that's why everyone has bikes. It's so big. It's I think I read it was sixteen miles of streets. It's like a big clock. Look at like a sixty birthday. miles of streets. Yeah, because the streets go out like a clock, like A B. Like this year is robot theme, so they'll start with like uh, it goes A B C D E F G. So A would be like android. B would be like bot C C three PO you get it and then it goes D e, F whatever so uh, it, it starts with B bit, would be BB eight yeah BB eight it's all droids it's all Star Wars based yeah. D <laughs> um yeah so it's set up like a cot where six o'clock is uh, center camp and you can s- tell that what that is because it's got these flags on the top because once it hits. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's so much blinky crap everywhere. You can't really tell where you are. But you'll always see the man in the middle. So you're like, that's the middle of the clock. And then the temple is like 12 o'clock, straight out. And then center camp is 6. So you can kind of tell if you can find center camp. And then the ends are like 2 and 10. And that's where the big sound stages are. And we're at 945, so we're going to be close. Are we going to be right by a sound stage? Yeah. We're going to be close to some... But they point their speakers out. <laughs> what are you going to be sleeping in? Uh, a hexayurt. What is a hexayurt? It's uh, it's built out of like the the foam. I, think, I forget what it's called. Like tech or Artyke or something. The foam from Home Depot. You can get it in one inch, inch and a half, or two inch. Is it yeah. like insulation foam? Yeah, it's like insulation. It's like reflective. Right, the silver-like stuff. So if you lay down six of them on their side, so they're like horizontal, and make them in a hexagon, and that's kind of like your base, and then if you take um, another six and you cut them diagonally and kind of make uh, triangles that are eight feet at the bottom, you know, and then go up, and then you put six of those on top, so it kind of looks like a little hut, if that makes sense. You can Google it, but I'm actually sleeping in an R13. That's a R12, like six on the bottom, six on the top, and R13 has a it has the doorways taller. It's like a different design. My friend, my friend Bobby Gibson actually built it. I was gonna build one, but he already had one from last year, so he let me borrow it, which is huge. Because um, when you go
0: to Burning Man, do you like to? Because it's going. There's like, is there different stuff going on in the day? Like, what's going on? The I, nighttime is like a ra- like a party, yeah, like time. The
1: nighttime can get a little intense and chaotic just because it's so much disorienting lights and everyone's more fucked up and it's just kind of like and it's hard to like get interactions with people because you can't you know at night you can't really look someone in the eye and have it's more like you know it's the chaos the fires out the blinkings out and you're you know but during the day I I personally enjoy the days more because you'll find a guy who's like fixing his old CB radio with like making some coconut drink and he's like listening to Jimmy Buffett like this guy's cool. And I don't know. It's just you have more. I like to talk to people. And so I feel like I have better conversations during the day. But I love to like dance and prance around and get crazy too. But just the days I've, I have fonder memories of. Of just uh, wandering around and um, meeting just. The, the Some of the best people I've ever met in the world are attracted. It's like a magnet. And it kind of filters out people that. I probably, you know, I may get along with them, but the people that do come here are just really some of the best people I've ever met. And it, it, it uh, it's like a concentration of them. I mean, they're not all perfect. I'm sure there's some douchebags around there, but in general, they're all really kind-hearted, like hardworking, creative, um, just future thinking, uh, psychedelic, enthusiastic um just sw- awesome, happy, positive people that are like down, that appreciate fun and like like life. I don't know. It's good. Like, look at these people. They're just like <laughs> raving in the street. Like we're waiting in a line. Like if people did this at the DMV, it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> it's just like, got his glow sticks. We saw some chicks smoking a joint on the roof of their RV. You know, you gotta, it's not a. It's not the destination.
0: Yeah, so um, we've been sitting here. It, it, when we first got here, we drove through these like I don't know what you would call it these these lanes in the dirt, and it seemed like we got pretty far. We were like, "Yeah, looks like we were gonna get in pretty soon." But then we saw a sign that said "Tune into the tra- to the Burning Man Traffic Radio." So they have their own radio station, and we turned we tuned into it and they said the wait's going to be seven to eight hours. Yeah. And that's when I busted out the iPhone to record this. I
1: mean, we haven't moved since you busted out the Yeah,
0: yeah, so we haven't. Yeah, anyway, so they Burning Man has their own radio station. They've what else do the they plan. have? What else they do they have? It's They've like a city, right? They have an
1: airport. They have a post office. How do they have an airport? They land planes. You can fly into Burning Man. But fly, there's a post office? I'm saying, you know. Um, Why is
0: there a post office? It's just one week here, right? You can mail letters. From... Oh, so it's like outgoing stuff. I think you might be able to receive it too. Do, is it? Do they have their own like postmark? Like I've been there. It's got called stamps. Black. What's it called? They Black post- City. From what I remember, Black is, Rock
1: City. This is a hazy memory, but I, the, you go there. They have stamps. They have uh, postcards, and you can put buy stamp or I don't know if you buy you trade trade for the stamps and postcards and then um, you give them you can write a postcard and give it to them and they send it out I've done that it's pretty cool there's all sorts of things it's, it's so much more organized than you would think it's just crazy the amount of hours of work is just it's mind it's like we could have built a monorail from New York to LA in one In the work that goes into one Burning Man it's insane
0: What, um, don't
1: they also have a, like a newspaper or something? Oh yeah, the Piss Clear. I don't know if they still have it. (laughs) Why is it called the Piss Clear? It's kind of like the, because when you're pissing at Burning Man, you're supposed to be pissing clear. It means you've been drinking enough fluids. So it's kind of like a joke on that. But it's, it's like an onion. It's been going on like since the very, very beginnings. I remember when I first was coming to Burning Man, we would put a. a mailbox at our camp so they would deliver it and you could just give mail to people cause it's kind of it's such a playful place it's so fun you're like I ain't got a letter for you I hope and it, and I think it 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 uh it brings that back in me and I haven't been in 4 years which is like a long it's like a college or a high school and I think it has changed me and I've become less uh like just fun or maybe I don't know am I still fun <laughs> but um yeah the piss clear what we were we saying it's kind of like the onion. It, it writes articles like uh, poking fun at the whole scene of like people doing too many drugs and like what it, there's like lists. And I, I forget the examples, but it, it's written very well and it's printed here. And they do uh, they deliver it with little you can be a, a news boy or girl and go deliver it. Who, who else like works here? Well, there's a DPW people I like, talked about earlier. the like Department of Public Works, and there's the the, uh, the DMV people, Department of Mutant Vehicles, and then there's like the heavy machinery operator. What are the mutant there's vehicles? The rangers. Every vehicle with like a gas engine um, either needs to be a stand up scooter or it needs to be like mutated in some way. So that means, but
0: not in my car. No, you can't drive this car around. But you're saying the ones that they drive around the festival. Yeah, if you're
1: driving around, they're pretty much like bars on wheels. It's like a big moving bar. Most of them are. Some of them are just cars. But Who are really the guys, cool. who are the people that wear the um, the khaki, uh, like the, the khaki outfit? The rangers. I was going to be a ranger one year. What does a ranger do? A ranger is kind of like the segue between the guy tripping on peyote and the police. It's like there's a the guy tripping on peyote and then there's a the police. And it's like if they, if you just let them hit each other, there's gonna be like someone getting stabbed or whatever, someone getting tased. But the ranger is there because they're like, you know, you. It's like kind of like I've heard it, and no, I don't, I don't know. They're like, they're like the nice, like the uncles, and they, they go, they, they walk around and they help people. I've heard that they're the Canadians of the playa, but I, I love Canada. Look at me, don't take that as a. Um, no, that was a compliment. I yeah, mean, it's like the they're nice, just the nice, nice people. Yeah, they're nice people. They walk around and they help people. And they wear all khaki, and they're like, um, you know, they know where things are. And I think it's good. A lot of people come to Burning Man and they want, they love it. But if you're, it's, it appeals more to outgoing people. You need to be like, hey, da, da, da. but some people are more reserved and they don't, they don't want to be the first person to be like, hey guys, like honk their clown nose. They're like, so when you're a ranger, people will come me. up to you and be like hey like you know here we got you this thing thanks for cause it's like you're helping people out And rangers really you know they, they do a lot and if someone is tripping on drugs the cops are like they don't want to deal with that so they'll just give them to a ranger and the ranger will take them to like a medical cent- center and like uh, you know take care of them it's all everyone's like taking care of each other and there's no garbage here either which is great they call it moop matter out of place so it's like you can, like, score points, cool points, if you pick up garbage here. It's so great that, like, it's very clean. Like, other festivals, concerts you go to, they're kind of just, like, grungy. And, I don't know. I've watched some of the videos of, like, festivals in Europe, and it's just like, Jesus. They're just, like, dancing on garbage. And Coachella is pretty dirty. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's pretty bad. Yeah,
0: that would... Why don't you think they translate... Do you think people transfer or translate, like the good, the good? Uh, I don't know uh, ethos, if that's the right word. I, I, like, like, okay, it's cool to pick up trash here, but you go back I think to wherever you're from. Do they? Why don't they like, you know, try to practice that? And they're like, "quote We are real, real do." World.
1: But we're a majority burners when they go back into reality, whatever, like spaceship Earth. It's like, they're like, oh, you weirdo, you high on drugs, you're taking mushrooms, you shouldn't be able to vote or date my daughter.
0: No, but like, doing stuff like
1: picking up garbage. No, I know, I think they do. Let's make that cool, I like the idea of that. Let's I like that make too. make that cool. And I think it's such a thing here at Burning Man and not so much at other festivals, because there are certain, it's like part of one of the rules that you obey, because... It's like, oh, better drink It's not like, ah, maybe I'll drink water, whatever. It's like, you need to obey the things here because this is a harsh place that can kill you. It's like, it's like you don't fuck around here. Where it's like, I feel like other festivals, it's just like, whatever, man. Like, you can just pass out and fall asleep. Like, it just doesn't matter. You can just fuck, with, fuck it up. And it's like, you don't need to respect it. Like, you kind of need to respect Burning Man or else it'll fuck you over. Like, it's not this, like hippie lovey I mean even though everyone's here in the community will take like it's like a harsh like if you don't put lotion on your hands and wash your hands you're by the end of the or like not wear shoes and just walk around all the time with no shoes on your feet are gonna literally fall off they'll be like so encrusted they call it playa foot and it'll have like cracks in it and it's so disgusting and terrible and people are like oh you know it's not so bad and I'm just like your foot is cracks in it There, there's blood and pus coming out of them. Cause it's like, it's such a, I, I love the dust in the fact that it's like a love, but respect cause it, you don't really stink out here. You don't really sweat. You're constantly dry, but so you need to put lotion on and like every night before I go to bed, I'll baby wipe everything and lotion, everything, my whole body. And it's just when I wake up, everything, it's the same thing. everything, <laughs> um, I forgot, you know, I didn't bring any lotion. What am I supposed to do? I'll give Can you I just lotion.
0: use? Yeah. My sunscreen as, as lotion. No.
1: I mean, you don't have to. I mean, to each their own. But I find, and if you cut yourself at all here, you got to put a Band-Aid and Neosporin on it immediately. Because stuff doesn't, like, heal here. But in the retrospect, you feel kind of clean. And, like, you don't really stink. You feel like like a chinchilla takes a bath in the dust. You kind of feel like that. Like you're, like, covered in this, like, protective... And it kind of like ages everything. Like in the movies we use Fuller's Earth when we're like aging a set or like making a prop all old or we'll like sprinkle that. So everything has this like cool, everything looks cool and everyone's hair looks really cool when it gets the playa in it. It's just like, it's like wisping, like a, I don't know. It's cool. It's like a um, adventure. I'm trying to think what
0: else. I we're think it might be a good time to take a break because I yeah. think I'm going to go try to find the porta potty Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wish I so could take my bike off and go ride my bike around oh look those guys are moving over there we might be moving soon alright James thanks for uh, thanks for coming with me on this yeah, adventure no,
1: I couldn't have been here without you man you made this ticket happen and you got me a ride cool
0: maybe we should do a post yeah Burning Man one yeah hey, there goes a twirler she's twirling the, the lights <laughs> um Okay, we're moving man. Let's move. We'll talk to you talk to you soon. What's up? This is Doug. And uh, we are in my van heading back to Los Angeles. We are in the middle of, uh, I don't know, California. It looks like a desert. It's very hot outside. Today's Labor Day. It's really loud in my van. Uh, Sometimes it goes into high gear like like you're hearing there. Uh, But who cares? I'm just going to talk to James. We're going to do a recap of our Burning Man experience. Just to set the stage a little bit, my fingers are thrashed. My uh, fingernails, they look like they were chewed off by a piranha. They're all black. I have duct tape around my middle finger and it hurts a lot. I don't know what happened to it. Um, my nose is stuffy. I might have caught a little cold. Could have been uh, Could have been the one that you had. I might have caught yours on the tail end. but it's Passing not, of the torch. It's not too bad. Uh, and uh, my experience... Let me just wrap... I'll give you... Uh, I'll start with my uh, th- my initial thoughts. Was that it was an incredible trip. That uh, I had a blast. Um, my goal was to get out of my comfort zone. And I definitely got out of my comfort zone. Um, I didn't... I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I kind of knew what to expect. I've heard... Um, <clears throat> About the, the 11 Laws or whatever. What are they called? The 11 Principles of Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, the 11 Principles. I don't I don't know all of them, but some of them stuck with me. Um, radical Self-Reliance is, is one of the cool ones that I, I appreciated a lot. And um, another one that I liked a lot is... <clears throat> I think it's called like anti commodity commodification or something like that or basically everyone there no one there is getting paid to like perform there or like when you see djs and stuff
1: none of them are are paid they're just they're not paid money they may not be getting paid money but they're getting paid you know it really makes you think about why we do anything and I think especially living in Los Angeles a lot of the things I do and really get up and get motivated for are financially based you know even though I work in the quote unquote art department in the film industry a lot of things I do are not very artistic and um, going to Burning Man yeah a lot of people are there no one's getting paid but the things you're receiving are so much more it's, it's lessons in life. Like, uh, your fingers hurt. It's like I asked you before, are you putting on lotion? You're like, ah, eh, not so much. And so it's like there's instant repercussions for things at Burning Man. Like, when you work hard, you get things. When you fuck up, if you don't eat, you don't take care of yourself, you're going to get hurt. It's, like a, it's an extremely harsh environment that will... I mean, the plyo does provide, and there is a, a, a credible community. So if you do get hurt, they will help you out. But when... While, while you're in the process of getting here You're going to be learning some major lessons Just about when I take care of myself You know I feel like I need to feed myself Like it's not like our, our camp did have a meal program But you know sometimes you're out and about And you're not getting fed So you really need to cook your own meals And put on sunscreen And stay hydrated Or else you will be You'll be sorry you're going to get sick and So it's really It's cool that it, it does teach you Be self-reliant, radically self-reliant, and um, and I think that that lesson is it's it's it doesn't hit as hard at home because it's kind of easy. You can always just pick up the phone and be like, "I'm just going to order a pizza" and be kind of lazy. Where if you if you if you put things off at Burning Man, you're going to get you know like if there's a hole in your tent, you'd be like, "I'll just patch it later." You'll come back after a dust storm and everything will be thrashed. You'll be like, "Okay, there's a lesson there." You know, it's like. You really need to take care of things And um, I think
0: that's Yeah um, A <clears throat> couple other thoughts or Things that I I don't know um, I don't know what, what My brain is a little fuzzy right now But For sure. um, Also we drove We left last, last night At about What, what was that? Six o'clock, six o'clock Six o'clock And it is now Twelve noon The next day and we, 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 we thought we were going to get a hotel room in Reno yeah. and every single hotel room in Reno was booked and every, every. single hotel every. in Carson city was booked. Every single hotel in every little town we drove through was hundred yeah. percent booked. Insane. So we slept in the car in a rest area <laughs> Still uh, haven't showered. and we haven't showered.
1: We did stop at a hot spring. Yeah, we
0: stopped at a hot springs and kind of rinsed off. But um when you go to the when you go to Burning Man you really you really are dirty. Like you're really, really dirty the whole time.
1: Um But it's it's not you, real dirt. It's like uh like there's dirt like you go out and play a game of football tackle football in the mud or you know, do some outdoor chores like raking, gardening stuff like that. That's like Dirt. The dirt at Burning Man, it's because, it's like a ba- it's like a chinchilla bath, like a baby powder. So, and it's so dry and alkaline that you don't really stink. So, because nothing really survives. There's no plants. There's no animals. You
0: yeah, that's one. Above. That's one thing that I I thought we were just like in a desert, right? I, I knew it was dusty, but what we are in is a like uh, a, a lake bed that's yeah, from like, like a, the dinosaur era. Yeah, like I forgot phenomenon. what he said. What I forgot what. He, what I stopped off actually at a, um, there was a, a little, a, a BLM like camp and they were like, stop in and, you know, ask us anything about like the Bureau of Land Management. So I asked him some questions and he said, it used to be 500 feet deep, like uh, mi- millions of years ago. So it's an old lake bed and there's nothing. Usually when you go to, when you go to the desert, it seems like a very harsh environment, but there's cacti. And there's little plants, and there's birds, and there's lizards and stuff. This is no life. There is not bugs. There's not any kind of little plant that, that lives there. So you are absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely like in a dead zone.
1: It's like the harshest environment you could really imagine. Like if you were dropped there with nothing, there's no chopping the cactus to get water or, you know, survival book skills. It's just no shade no life, no nothing, just really just death all around you. Which is, it's crazy that this event happens here, that everyone, you bring in literally everything. People truck in water, people are building showers. And it's amazing, Um, I went to some of the plug and play camps, there was trucks coming in with filet mignon, salmon, like gourmet cook, so they really transformed it like tenfold and made it even more comfortable than probably the way I live in Los Angeles. Some of these people are have these camps that are insane. So it's it's really strange, and it, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's kind of like the Wild West and how you're just forging this new this new world out of nothing. And I think we've kind of lost that because you know there's no more westward expansion. We hit the ocean, and I think we all you know after a few generations we've become a little you know lazy and lost our. Our exploring, adventuring, lust that our ancestors had—that really, I think, made America what it was—and that our, um, you know, our ancestors really wanted to see what was on the. And it was not easy times. They'd pack up in a wagon, you know. We all played Oregon Trail in grade school. You know, you're going to die of dysentery. You're going to try. You're going to run out of ammunition. You know, it's a, it's a wild ride. But now, you know, you can just walk out to 7-Eleven and fill up on delicious nutrition
0: yeah and um make sure this is still recording yeah what yeah i mean i'm trying to say something different than we didn't say at the top i mean the food we brought i did bring some food which i'm now knowing what the deal is like our camp provided food but if you weren't there in the first I think we had 70 people in our camp. And if you weren't the fir- in the first like 30 people, you're going to miss out on, you-, you could like get nothing because yeah. like they didn't really bring enough for everybody. And there was a couple times when I, when I made like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. with the bread that I bought. And it was like the most
1: delicious meal I've had <laughs> like in a year. When when you're out there, it's like eating and sleeping, you know, in they call it default world in your normal life. You kind of wake up, eat breakfast, do a little work, eat lunch, do a little work, have dinner, go to sleep. There, it's more, it's a different whole lifestyle. It's like you sleep when you're tired, you eat when you're hungry. It's like uh, you just, you, you, it's a, it's a more primal way of existence where, you know, you don't necessarily wake up every morning. You may stay up all night and then catch a nap in some, like, shady hammock camp and sleep for four hours and then... Oh, yeah, that's one thing I
0: noticed that I didn't expect was there's people sleeping everywhere. Yeah. Every camp you go to, there's just cool. people passed out.
1: they are on... <clears throat> if they're, everyone's on different schedules. And, yeah, uh, I, I
0: didn't... Pa- I never passed out anywhere except in my own van, in my like, own, like, bed. But like, I thought that was kind of neat how there was just people... I don't know if it's neat it was just like weird it, it, that people are just sleeping in every little shady
1: spot they're passed out it's such a community because the place is so massive it's something like 60 miles of road so when you're away from camp like away away you're literally you know a 20-minute bike ride a half an hour hour walk from your home so if you're hungry and you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're out of water. The playa does provide. So it's like, I mean, like I was taking. Well, that's that's a uh, phrase that
0: you hear. There's several phrases that you hear around Burning Man. One of them is the playa, prov- the, pl- the playa provides. Yeah. Which means
1: anything you need, you'll get so it. A certain you'll- extent. I mean, some people will come out with nothing. I know there was a guy who used to come out naked, and he would get gifted a ticket, gifted clothes, gifted a place to sleep, and gifted food, because everyone brings out so much, because the fear of dying in the desert with no water, I think, hits people while they're at Costco, so they're like, oh, we'll, we'll double up and get, like, 50 gallons of peanut butter, and then they get out there and make three sandwiches, so by, you know, Friday, Saturday, they're like, peanut butter sandwich party, so everyone's just giving away everything, but... And really, it's just a gifting environment. Everyone's on vacation. Everyone's worked so hard to get there that they're just... It's, it's, it's a weird mindset where you just give everything you have. Like the, that necklace you got, Doug, you're just like, oh, that's a cool necklace. He's just like, you want it? Here. It's just... And, and you realize that the, the more that you just start giving away everything, you, you get it back. It, it's so much more. And maybe not even just physically, but just in your mindset, and that we're, it's, everything's going to be okay. It's such a... I know it sounds kind of hippy-dippy when I, like, trail off and be like, oh, it's so beautiful, it changed my life, but it really does. I mean, if you have any inclination to check out Burning Man, you really should because there's a lot of naysayers out there, but they've never even been, and they're like, oh, it's just a bunch of hippies all dusty doing drugs in the, in the desert, and it, that may be true, but it is so much more than that, and you get so much more. It really gives you what you... You know, we're all a little lost in this world. We're born just babies crying like, Mama, give me some breast milk. You know, here's some school. Here's some bullshit. And then you, you're... Next thing you know, you're an adult. And you're at some job or in between jobs. In a house, you know, like, we don't really know what we want. We have these ideas. The pliable... It's such a... It's such a school of just... What do you want, you know? And it's,
0: yeah, I, I thought that... Like, if I was to go back... Which I'm looking forward to going home right now, just because I, I got thrashed out there. Um, yeah. But I, 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 I do. I definitely want to go back. It was like such a shift of reality. Like you're in a different, you're kind of like yeah, in a, just a whole different like world for a while. That's what the but, pressure, yeah. but like, um, what I would definitely do next time is bring stuff and set up some kind of like. And we're back. Unfortunately, we recorded like 15 minutes of stuff that got lost. But I think that's how it goes. We're still burning right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, we're
1: still <laughs> full, full fledged. No yeah. shower. I don't think I've showered in maybe five days. But I don't feel that dirty. I don't
0: know why. Well, here's, here's what I was going to say. I listened to back and I said, next time when I come here... When I go next time, when I go to Burning Man, I would definitely bring something to give away. Uh, like the camp across the street from us gave away iced coffee or cold brew coffee every day, and that's just a—it's just a good, great way to—I don't know—interact with people, and it feels good to give away stuff. And like when we fixed um, that girl who had a flat tire, yeah. like we we went to get some um, a, some asai at this uh, Brazilian camp yeah. they had free they had they free
1: 18 gallons of açaí like people bring... No, those weren't even gallons. Those were those like, were like those points. were like 2 gallon jugs. Those were tubs. Yeah. They were yeah, they were massive. So it wasn't wow. like here's your little taster. It was like how many scoops do you want?
0: Yeah, a lot of times yeah. you get you get the free food. You see it on the there was an app that tells you like what's going on where and there was a book that said oh there's a free whatever free free ice cream at this address from this at this hour anyway um i would definitely like do something like that because um
1: yeah but it's it's like the the funnest
0: part was like the funnest part was like meeting random people and then see and then kind of link up with them and go where they go
1: and then the biggest lesson i think you keep learning i keep learning is the more you give whether it's love, whether it's acai bowls, whether it's fixing someone's bike, the more you get. And it's just so true in life, you know. The more you hoard and just hold on to things, it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't build you up. You think, I mean, you can't just give away everything, but all your I like, think we don't need all this stuff that we have and we're holding on to. It's it's just give it away and the people, their energy and their love and their thinking about, oh my God, this acai bowl! It tastes so wonderful. You feel that, and it's. I know it's not a scientific mathematical equation, but it just it, it works it, time and time and time again. You're just reminded out there of how much people are giving and sharing and growing, and it's it's why it is this phenomenon that yeah, everyone's like. Why it's become the butt of a joke? It's like. Uh, I mean, it's because people thing. come back and they sound like us, because we yeah. probably sound
0: like insufferable you, we, douchebags we, right now. When something
1: about. is amazing, it 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 catches on and it becomes it, it changes. I mean, Burning Man is definitely not the same, it's not as rough and tumble and mad maxi and guns and explosions as it used to be. You know, now I would say it's it has a less of an edge, which I think is a good thing. Everything changes.
0: But I think this part might have got deleted, but I was saying how, like, everyone isn't out there like, oh, hey, how you doing? Here's some free stuff. Everyone isn't, like, fully, like, in that, like, sharing love sort of state. A lot of them are having having this, like, kind of fuck you mm. vibe to them, like those, um, the Mad Max guys.
1: Yeah. They're, like, the, What was that camp called? The, they're the DPW, Department of Public Works, and they're... No, the, like, the guys with the Mad Max don't. Oh, Nova. Death Guild death Guild, and they're full on mad maxi
0: there's also another festival they had these cars that look like yeah. cars that you see in mad max exactly. but they also built a thunderdome that was, was like fighting. yeah they had like from from mad
1: max beyond thunderdome it was actually an amazing story about the thunderdome um, i was hanging out with a group i i lost my initial camp the enchanted booty forest on the night of the burn and i was kind of an orphan wandering around and um I saw this art car that I knew my friend was camped at, the, the Desperados. And they welcomed me in with open arms. They're like, come hang out with us. Oh, my God, that's so amazing. And after the burn was, um, burn was done, we were walking back to camp. They're like, oh, we're going to stop at Thunderdome. Like two of our friends are going to fight. And I'm like, okay. And the beautiful thing was the, um, there was a, a lawnmower that towed this covered wagon. It was kind of like an Oregon Trail art car. But the lawnmower broke. So the way that they were transporting this art car was there was about 30 to 40 people with a huge, the rope was like three inches thick, had the rope over their shoulder and they would drag this art car and there was a DJ in the back spinning and the wind was blowing and just seeing this group of just raggedy burners like drag this covered wagon across the playa and just yelling commands like, everybody laugh, who knows where we're going it's such just it personified the whole feeling of what burning Man was like as one person you know you're in the desert you're gonna die but as a group you can like do everything and move mountain it it was so magical but back to what i was saying so we're all headed to the thunderdome and by the time they get there thunderdome's closed so they're like oh we're just gonna we want to fight it was this couple and they're like we want we've been wanting to fight at thunderdome forever so they were wrestling and the wrestling game they're playing was who can pull the other person's socks off so, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen people do it before. So you're kind of wrestling, trying to get at their feet. You know, you're kicking, you're scratching, you're screaming. And they were not holding back. They were really going for it. And the guy ended up actually kind of like pinning her down and grabbing her socks. And we're all laughing. Ha, ha, ha. And then they roll through the dust a couple of times. And he reaches out of his back pocket and pulls out a ring. And goes down on one knee and asks her to marry her. And he, nobody knew about this. And it was just so after pulling this wagon and seeing this wrestling match that was like full on hardcore wrestling and then seeing them get married it was so amazing she of course said yes they hugged and kissed and it was like and everyone from the camp rushed them in the middle like a the scene of like the end of mighty ducks or whatever everyone's like ah and it was just it was such just a high that you can't I you can't I mean I can try to explain it but the feelings and the emotions rushing through me were just like it's mind blowing just and that's just one of the little stories of experiences you have out there that just show you how beautiful humanity can be and communities and it's and I just met these people that night you know I'd, I'd hung out with them with a little before but just seeing how it was just it blew me away and it it was one of the the highlights of my burn just seeing. Just raw, just love. and I mean, like, I keep uh, saying these kind of hippie stories, but it's, it's such just a magical place. And um, <clears throat> I, it just me
0: away. Yeah. Well, I guess we could wrap it up soon. We are stuck in traffic. We are in a small little town. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is where we We're got at those... we Jake's Saloon. Yeah. We should uh, check out some of these
1: spots. We could stop here. We're in... Yeah. Lone, this is all we're part. in Lone Pine, California. This is all part of the burn. It took us 24 hours to get here in a car. From when Doug picked me up, it was 24 hours of Doug and I in a van.
0: Like, oh yeah, from literally from from, from James's house out. until we got
1: actually into Burning
0: Man was 24 hours in the van. Yeah, there was prior. just
1: we'd stop to get gas and food, but then we'd back in the van. And how long have we been? We left Burning Man at 7 p.m. yesterday, what time is it now?
0: Twelve forty-one p.m.
1: Twelve yeah, forty-one. So we're pushing. So uh, we'll probably be in 20, twenty.
0: I guess we could wrap it up. I mean, I understand that Burning Man will was not for everybody. Yeah. It's for people like you and I. We like we like to get dirty and we like to fix stuff. Yeah, we if like, you like if you like adventure. I mean, yeah, it's just like it's kind of
1: like a non-stop adventure. Yeah, but it's, like it's, it's it, not relaxing, but it's you'll meet the greatest people you've ever met in your life. You'll have the most memorable experience and you'll learn more about yourself than any trip to Maui or Fiji or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a religious experience I would say. And it it teaches you lessons that keep, uh, it gives you what you need. And, um, I can't speak highly of it enough if you were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would say that for me, it is by far the most, like, incredible event I've ever been to. Like, festival, easily the best festival I've ever been to. It's it not, makes it makes
1: Coachella look like a joke it, or Coachella something. Coachella is not. Coachella, those are all, like, concerts. Those are all... The, the difference between those is that all those other festivals happen on Earth and Burning Man happens, happens on the moon or Mars. Where it's like, after a few days of living on Mars, there's different laws, there's different rules, there's different...
0: I guess I guess they, They're they kind of different I mean Coachella has Jay-Z okay. And like Bands and stuff And this is pretty
1: much Just DJs And there's There are well, some There's p- bands You can there, There's live bands But they're not as Prominent You just need to search them out There's everything Yeah I think um,
0: Diplo played a lot And some bigger DJs Like the Skrillex played don't and do go there um, For
1: the music You go there Just
0: Well if you're in It's it's more of I'm trying to say It's more of an EDM yeah, Like definitely. DJ kind of culture there, but also yeah. like Ellen Parsons played two nights, which we, I kept trying to see him and like,
1: um, uh, missed it because well, I like schedule the schedule was wrong. On the the app. nights are more ravey, and the days are more music. It's kind of like I was talking. I before.
0: definitely liked the day. A few, uh, yeah, a few other thoughts before we wrap it up. But I definitely like the days more. The night is it like unbelievable? Like just seeing. Like, I don't know how many thousands of people out with neon blinking lights everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of like... What I don't like about Burning Man was how loud some of the sound systems... Like, there's sound systems everywhere. And there's just, like, four
1: on the floor house beats going... Everywhere And some, and they're going all night I think, I And sometimes think, all day I think a lot of the sound Is just like a It's like a macho pissing contest You know If some sound car Rolls by And they're louder It's kind of like Oh yeah I'm better Because I'm louder So it just It's kept getting Louder and louder Like the camp Crossroads Had like Twelve earthquake speakers Those speakers are like Five thousand dollars each And they just like Just one of them Will shake a building Like shake bricks Off a building And they had twelve Lined up it's yeah, like, there was really? no escape. Really? There was no escape the bass. Yeah.
0: I had the most like I, I, I went head. to Home Depot and bought the, the the headphones that you that look like ear, you know, yeah. giant ones that go over your head. I bought those for like people that use like jackhammers. And that did not stop the bass. Yeah. Like there was no it was escape in
1: the ground. When you put when I put my head on my pillow, it would be louder even though we were I was probably 300 feet away from the actual speaker with RVs and tents in between. When I put my head on the side of the pillow, it just like came up through the ground like a tremor.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, also we were in an area that was closer to like, I guess you would call it like main street where all the louder stuff was. You can be, you can be further out where it's much more quiet.
1: We were nine 45.
0: So that's one thing that did drive me nuts was like how loud it all was all the time. Um, but I get it, like, um, I, don't, I don't know, I, I guess I get it. Everyone's
1: trying to, like, turn it up as loud as they can everywhere they're going. Well, you want to be the best and the baddest, because every year you go, I'm sure you're thinking right now, like, oh, next year I'm going to, oh, and I'm going to do that. Or, like, I'm going to do the iced coffee, I'm going to have a bigger bike, I'm going to have a cooler camp. So people, people spend their whole year thinking about what they're going to do next year. And this festival's been going on for... What twenty, thirty, some odd years, and so at this point, people are have been building and building and building and bigger and louder and brighter, and so it's just become absurd what people are bringing out there now as far as sound systems.
0: And yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, if I went back, I would definitely try to like live further out on the on the on the, the alphabet s- on the, the clock. And also the daytime stuff was I had I had more fun doing stuff like there was a one a, uh, a camp called Swing City that was like slack lines and like rings yeah. and like different things to climb on Just and swing ring. around on the rings and and that you did you did that swing that goes 300 that goes like upside that was down amazing. that was pretty fun there was also a skate camp i had a blast there they had like a really
1: awesome half pipe The ring thing was really funny because you'd go out, it was maybe like eight rings, you'd stand on a platform and swing out, and then you'd swing your way back, and you didn't just do the rings, there was a sign that said while you are doing the ring you had to take off your pants. So both boys and girls would be swinging out on these rings, and you'd have to undo your belt or just loosen your pants, so by the time you got back you were naked. So it's just, that's the kind of Burning Man twist it has on
0: Oh, I didn't see that sign actually. I saw a lot of penises though. (laughs) I I just thought
1: that was, you know... Yeah, but you see a lot of penises anyway. Although, I don't think I saw as many naked people as I was used to. I didn't see many people. They call it shirt cocking, where you wear a shirt with no pants, which is kind of funny. But I didn't didn't see many of those.
0: Um, Yeah, it seemed like the later in the week it got, the more boobs and, like, naked dudes were walking around. Definitely. I would say my favorite thing of the week was on Thursday night... Wait, what's that? Yeah, Thursday night. I went to bed early. I went to I, like, just fell asleep. I thought I was going to take a nap at, like, 10 o'clock. And then then I found myself just waking up, and it was 4 a.m. And I was wide awake, and it was still dark out. So I looked on the schedule, and I saw that there was a, I think his name is Terry Riley, like a modern classical composer guy, and... A, guy, a dude like took one of his pieces. It was a minimalist like classical piece, and he invited um, any any musician in the at Burning Man who wants to who wants to join could show up at this like big art sculpture, which looked like a big sphere that had like moving points coming out of it. But anyway, they all like performed this piece as the sun came up. And that was, like, really incredible. I actually started, like, tearing up. Like, I started crying a little bit for some
1: reason. I don't even know why. It's so beautiful, the spectrum of emotion. Because you could go from that symphonic performance that's linked to this light sculpture that just brings about like this pure love and joy and get so teary-eyed and you can hop on your bike and ride out to Thunderdome and battle someone to your, both of your noses are bleeding and let out some rage you've had pent up from a bully in third grade, you know, so it's like it, it is, it's just the it, like I'm saying, the full spectrum of being a human being from love to fear to hate to anger and friendship, it's it's a it's a roller coaster ride and it's it's so much. It's yeah, so there's beautiful. like some
0: you can there's some we we left the night that they burned this temple where everybody they built a, a huge temple out of wood. I mean it's like really big yeah. and, um, and every year every year and people. I went in there and you know there was people crying and, and it was it like made me started tearing up. I mean it was like super yeah. emotional and intense. But people will leave little notes or photos of, like, loved ones that have died and, like, huge, uh, not huge, but, like, some really big, some very small little, like, mementos mementos and, like, uh, tributes to people. And then they burn it. But we we left when they were burning it
1: because like visiting a cemetery yeah I've seen women bring their wedding dresses like they've obviously been through a divorce or maybe a death and and that just seeing that spectrum of emotion it's like I think I I pretty much every day there I was brought to tears just either by sadness or the beauty or something I'm going through personal loss or it's also like a like a very like lonely place to be yeah it can be very if you're not feeling an outgoing um just a wavelength in your life because really there's there's so many people out at night that it can get like they're not even people anymore and it's just uh, trees or blips of light in the background and so if you're not and I think people are kind of protective because it is so chaotic and one out of every few people is so wasted that it's like alright stick together where's my bike where's my buddy. That they're not as open to friendship. That's why I prefer the days more, because people are more like, hey, come on in, you know, have a drink. People can see each other. People usually aren't as high, where the nights kind of turn into this like um, uh, weird sensory you know, overload, sensory like acid trip. Essentially overload, sensory underload, because a dust storm will come in, you can't even see your hand in front of you. And you're kind of lost. You can't read the sign. People start stealing the signs as the week goes by. So you can't even tell where you are on the clock. And at night is when people take most of their drugs. So you're kind of tripped out. And it's just, it, it's it, but I, I, I love it in a different way. But I think I do prefer the, the days. But the nights are also an, uh, an amazing experience as well. It's, uh... Yeah,
0: so to wrap it up, <clears throat> I gotta call my mom back. To wrap it up, um, it was expensive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can do it.
0: And it's up. a pain in the ass. Definitely, probably the
1: hardest thing I've done all year. But
0: it was uh, it was a great experience and kind of mind blowing and also yeah. I don't know. I'm coming back to LA very inspired. It's, like, I, um,
1: to do stuff. It's similar to doing like, uh, it's like, yeah, it's not gonna be easy, it's not gonna be fun, but you're gonna learn something yeah. about yourself. When it is it's fun, not. it is fun though. Yeah, I'm not saying, oh, it's just you true. have to like earn your fun. I'm sure that's the thing about, about it. It's not the most fun thing ever. It's not like you're just, right. you know, in a Congo line drinking a Mai Tai. Like, this is, you're probably bleeding out of your hands. It's a thing that's hard and, the, the human, or you find pleasure from the pain, and you learn things about yourself. And when it's all said and done, you—it's um, a beautiful experience in your life. You know, if you look at your whole life like a book, it's a chapter that is not necessarily easy, but difficult, but brings much joy and much um, uh, knowledge about yourself, humanity, love, life, friendships, all that crazy stuff. So. I would say two thumbs up. Check it out. <laughs> if you can even get a ticket now, it's like the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. I'm sure. It, yeah. It's not like.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you hurt. It. it does. Like this is my first year, but I we did go to that one camp that was like a bunch of like French models and like super yeah. tall, statuesque dudes wearing fur coats, and the 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 space was like super posh and. Yeah, I meant
1: like the son's, like, cousin or whatever of Nabisco. Like, I I was hanging out at Plug It Play for for a minute and I saw this presentation inside of a dome. It was like a a projection they were giving for the owner of Cirque du Soleil. So there was like some high-end big wig, uh, very rich. You could tell by the care of yourself. But the beautiful thing was, a lot of people hate on all these rich people coming out to Burning Man. But one of them was like an Indian guru who had studied, you know, these weren't the quote unquote like Trump type oil baron. They were enlightened they were trying to make the world a better place. And so, yeah, granted, they probably weren't. Slant, you know pounding rebar with a sledgehammer all day so maybe they didn't get the same experience as most of the other people at Burning Man they may have gone into a plug and play had all their food and their tent set up for them but they still went and saw the symphony with all the you know random people coming in with their instruments playing at sunrise they saw that they saw the group of community they saw us dragging the covered wagon together you know and going back to their default world these are the people that are hiring people that are passing like Legislation that are making the the, the the laws in this world and and shaping it and if they're influenced by this festival and seeing that maybe psychedelics aren't that bad, you know, there is a strength in community. Not everything needs to be a capitalism game. Like, you can do things and get more than just money back and I think that is such a beautiful thing and yes, they may dilute Burning Man a little bit but I think in time, when they keep coming back with as much money as they have and as much power, they're gonna bring the the ideas of Burning Man into the world and bring big projects and maybe sponsor some of these artists and make their ideas realities and so I can't I, I can look at that and then the same thing with the police there people are like oh these police are so terrible but I see the cops in the crowds of and when you're there did you see one argument did you see one fight I never even saw two people really disagreeing on anything it was just all love and these cops who I'm sure just came from like a death metal show where they're working the popular uh, parking lot people smashing Jack Daniel bottles over their head and then they come to Burning Man and yeah people are walking around with their dicks out flash uh, boobs all crazy hair and lights and yet what do they expect oh everyone's on psychedelics they're gonna be crazy and like scratching each other's faces off no it's just all love it's all peace it's all let me help you how are you doing sir And that when they get back home to their small town in Nevada that they came from, and they go to the local bar and they see, you know, the two neighbors arguing about some baseball game or whatever, they're gonna think, man, those those people on illegal drugs who are you know living in the weird life, they were more civil, more loving, stronger communities than I than. ...than I've ever seen in in my town that is, you know, God-fearing, you know, what I mean, not saying that God is good or bad, but... And I think that is the beauty of the police being there, even though it is a presence that kind of, like, is a buzzkill, and some people do get arrested. I think that these these outside sources... I think anyone
0: going to that festival can't go there and not be
1: at least impressed. Exactly. It's impressive. And um, it's just so much beauty, and real like rawness of humanity and what makes our species so beautiful and that um, our capacity just to like feel these emotions and, and, and not just be like me, me 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 and help each other and
0: well he's thanks James, thanks James. I mean I kinda could go on and on about the yeah, stuff I've seen. He, I didn't even scratch the ridiculous. surface We're about driving
1: like, like, like ten miles an hour in traffic in the sun. We turned off this, it's so this so hot swamp in here cooler. Right now. We have the windows up for sound and we have this swamp cooler. Doug uh, built like this solar powered swamp cooling contraption hooked up to a car battery it doesn't have, even work it, the it solar works <laughs> i'm psyched it that the works. solar
0: works but like the, yeah. the
1: cooling part doesn't really it works do kind of but we have that turned off well, i have i gotta roll these windows yeah down. i have my bed sheet hung up like blocking the wind like we're a, a ratty little group i'm gonna a take challenge. a picture
0: right now and put this on. yeah
1: there. it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty hilarious still no shower yeah. But still, you know. I guess we I, could
0: just keep talking. I, I, but my arm hurts holding
1: this thing. Yeah. At this point, we'll just put it on here.
0: Um,
1: well, I feel—I don't know about you, Doug, but I feel more alive than I have in, I think, months.
0: Yeah, it's a fully—it it juices you up. You are charged. There's art. It's like yeah. you're riding your bike around, and you'll see these art cars that are, that I love. That are so. They're so, they're just, so cool. And they're like, some of them like are like super silly. Yeah. And like, you know, they're you're just, just like a human did but this. But like, but the, the thing is, they it's all fleeting. It's like, you, you just see something pass by for three seconds. You're like, holy shit, look at that. And yeah. then it's gone. And then yeah. you're riding your bike. And then you like, you just keep seeing these things and that they, are just they're like. They're all
1: built with these people's own money. Like, people put in. I mean, a lot of people do Kickstarters and parties to raise money. And they have like uh, camp funds where everyone puts in a little bit. But a lot of this is just. People go to work, and after work, they're working on these patch products because it's going to bring so much joy to everyone, and it pushes your limits of artistic creativity.
0: And yeah, variety. and the the other thing is, there's no like Verizon presents this. There's no, there, I, there's no logos anywhere. Nope. There's no nothing. Not every camp is like some weird, uh, absurd there's like a name Dr. Of Bronner's s- camp that like has a they shower people. But that's that's true, that is that is the only... It's like a but big it is Dr. Bronner's, bathroom. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like problems. a loophole. It's got the in. Like but inn. I think any, any. Um, actually, any corporation probably, well, probably used to could. do a thing. I don't know if they, they still They probably do. could, they just don't. They just don't.
1: Costco had a camp where you could like meet your soulmate, I think. Where you'd put your name into a database and answer some questions, and they'd pair you up, uh-huh. which was pretty cool. <coughs> but, um, yeah, it's... It's it's worth checking out. Yeah. And I hope... I, I, I talked to one of the guys at one of the plug in plays and he's doing like... He's transforming Las Vegas. When you and say plug in plays describe like... To, a plug in play is where people load. pay a bunch of money. It's usually a bunch of rich um, hippies-ish and uh, they pay a lot of money to have all their food taken care of, all their accommodations taken care of, so people are there weeks in advance building their camp. They're setting up tents, they're setting up shade, they're cooking, they're cleaning. They, sh- they have showers. Yeah, from. so they kind of have like butlers. So you get there, because half of Burning Man is just surviving and building. The, what part? One of the parts I love about it is because you build a fort. It's like you're a kid. I built this, it's called all R13 Hexier. Actually, my friend built it, but I had to like set the whole thing up. I was gonna build one, but he had one, he let me borrow. And it's really fun, and then you're like, you get to decorate it, like figure out your lighting scheme. I had like these solar lights on remote control. Yeah, the other fabrics.
0: thing, the other thing, that is really neat, which is kind of a pain in the ass, but makes it like more, kind of cool, is that there's no garbage. Mm. There's no garbage cans around where you just like, oh, I have to throw out this. It's called move. This can, yeah. or whatever. You carry it there, with you, you. you. You carry your own trash out. We carried out two big bags of our own trash, like we, yeah. and. Like, you kind of have to take care of your own kids too.
1: Yeah, you take <laughs> It's crazy. People even when they're smoking a cigarette will have like an Altoids tin and they ash. Yeah, there's insane. no
0: one will. You, it's no one insane. will even spit gum on, uh, and you're you're on just like and when, dust. You're on yeah.
1: dirt basically. When, when the festival like, ends, like the D, the people who stay there, DPW, they walk hand in hand pretty much across the whole playa, covering everything like systematically, like a graph. Like and if your camp has moop on it, you get a mark because they know where everyone's camping. And if you leave like a broken uh, light bulb, like the grass trumpets, they'll they'll take note of that. And so when you come back next year, maybe they won't give you as much space. Maybe they'll give you a worse space or maybe they won't even let you come back at all. And if they do find the light bulb, they sit down. They're like, oh, they'll set up put up a hand and sit there however long as it takes and get every particle like they dust it like an archaeological dig it is insane and even while you're there though it's not like oh there's trash the DBW will get it people get like badges of honor. Like if you pick up garbage in front of a girl or a guy or whatever, they're like, oh damn, look at that hot stuff. It's like the coolest thing you could do is pick up garbage. And if we could just bring just that one thing back to Los Angeles, imagine what a beautiful city LA would be if everyone just picked up their garbage. And when they saw it, if someone's like, if you saw someone picking up garbage, you're like, what? Where are you going, man? Let me give you a ride. I just saw you pick up that Doritos bag. (laughs) Get in here, bro your name, you know? Let me give you some money or whatever. I've done that where I see people just litter Yeah, and I pick it up right in front of them and make a big like... Yeah, but that's sh- like putting like negative <laughs> on a negative. I know. We need to start like... And yeah, maybe I just, we could... I should do it. If just we could just start that, litter, you just, I would... Uh, I mean, Los Angeles let's do is already too crowded. Let's if, go into
0: like litter like city cleanup. Yeah. They, they, do those, they do those like river I cleanup. I had a friend
1: who was like, we should just... He wanted to run on a political... Stance that's like everyone in the city should just pick up two pieces of garbage a day, and if everyone did it, you know the city would be clean in X amount of days. And um, yeah,
0: don't don't let the government do it; just do it yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's how all these things. You need to really start s- think locally, start locally, and then have it passed on. But yeah, maybe maybe that's what we could start a whole campaign. Bring I mean, back yeah. That's uh, the thing.
0: Moop for the listeners is matter out of that place. means basically trash. They call it moop. Matter out of place. What stands for M O O P. And And um, the the other thing is you can't. You this is one thing you kind of can do, but even water you can't even like if
1: you take a shower you don't you don't just shower shower you don't just shower and 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 let it go because it's so sensitive when water hits it it like makes kind of a hole and turns it into a mud and so in years to come it's kind of a divot if someone's driving or walking they can trip over it. So, yeah, so you can't like dump out a, a bottle yeah. of water. So people build these elaborate evap ponds so you have a shower and then that'll be over like a big black tarp so the water can evaporate. But in our camp we even have a pump system so the water would go down into a chamber, it would get pumped up and then get leaked through this like fabric, this intricate fabric and keep getting pumped through so more air can evaporate through it. It's like almost like misting it. Yeah. So it, it, it's crazy. Um, it's just—it's um, wild that people go through that much just for water, but that's—it's uh, beautiful too. I love how
0: everyone carries their own cup around. I want to yeah. start carrying a cup around. Exactly, and because then water. there's so much less
1: waste. You like if bar, you go to get a drink, you just have your own cup, and you just—yeah. Everyone's so mad about straws. That's like the big thing in California. Why don't people just carry, everyone should carry their own straw, their own utensils, and just have a little portable cup. Like wear it as a fashion statement or whatever. Like, oh, that's my cup. And it's kind of a cool thing to be proud of. Like I have this weird old like antique cup. Like I used to carry, my grandfather was a skeet shooter. And so he had these like uh, pewter trophies with his name i was actually named after him so it would say like james mclean on there and i was like wow until one year i smashed when i had like a glass bottom i felt kind of bad but um i thought oh, yeah, it's
0: really i like cool. carrying around all my own tools like i feel like boba fett out there I had, yeah like, exactly it's so you got your cup you got your um, I love that. You, i like not yeah
1: knives ropes lights mm-hmm. extra batteries that's why i love the trike It's just like a mobile camp. Like, when I have the cooler on there and all my tools, like, when we picked up that girl's bike, I just, like, threw it on the front of the trike, tied it down with some rope, threw it on the back, and, like, we're going to fix the bike. Yeah, and it's just, you feel, like I said, yeah, she probably thought, oh, they're doing such a nice thing. No, but it was, like, more fun for us. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I got so much pleasure just from being able to use these tools and this knowledge and like your skills because it's like what's the point of having skills and knowledge if you never get to practice them because it feels good to be like yeah I, I just did this thing I'm bad you know it's it's awesome it's, it feels so good it's like I don't know well obviously we're psyched yeah
0: we're driving through the desert it's hot as hell <laughs> I rolled the window down
1: yeah
0: um, we've been going for a while yeah I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, there's something for everybody there. There's so
1: much more and even after listening to this, you'll uh, it's just like experience really anything. It's like someone trying to describe to you sex like oh it really feels good and then it's like oh you do it. It's like wow, it's even like you don't know like the emotional implications that these things carry and it's just such a, it's such a magnificent experience and you can look at all the pictures and all the videos and read everything about it but just really, just before you, you knock it or be like, oh, that's a lame thing, Like, definitely experience it. Let's just wrap it up. Well, thanks, James, um, for
0: tagging along with me. I think having you along made it
1: yeah. really awesome. And I think uh, one of my favorite things about this trip was really getting to know you, Doug, because I feel like we've known each other for almost 10 years. I know. We've, we've been haven't... pals.
0: We've, we've had each other, ta- you know, you know, phone numbers, and yeah. I invite well, we, you to stuff. You invite me to stuff. We but haven't like, really like. Now click- I'm like, you're you're moved up on my friend list, big time. Yeah, you too. You're you're in like you're way up there right now. Oh, awesome. There's man. some dopes up there that gotta go
1: down a notch. <laughs> Let me
0: tell
1: you. <laughs> well, I had an incredible experience with you, and um, honestly, one of my favorite things was just yeah, our just drives together. It just we really, you know, we had each other's back, and you know, we go out and do our own things, but we're always. It was nice to have like a fan, you know. You have. Like I was your, so
0: psyched every time I woke up and I saw you out, out of your yurt doing stuff. I was <laughs> like,
1: Hell yeah, James is up. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, because it is a lonely place, and you do it becomes your family there. And we had our camp, but neither of us really knew them very well, so we kind of had our own little side. Camp, yeah, but we had each other, and you know, i my bike, my battery, my lights were working. I'm like, Doug, help me. So we all just, yeah, it's 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 a great place. All right, bro. All right, bro. Love you, buddy.
0: Love you, man. Peace. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Poundcast. Once again, if you want to support me on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Doug Pound and get free exclusive unreleased content. If you have any questions for the Poundcast or you want to contact me, just send me a message on social media. You'll figure it out. Our Facebook page is a good place to start if you use that. I have a new email now, dougpoundmail at gmail.com. Doug Pound Mail with two Gs, of course, because uh, I lost the login for Poundcast Mail, so don't use that anymore. Okay? See you next time. Okay, bye.